Welcome to Peace Teachings Podcast, where we explore, cultivate, and celebrate our spiritual nature together. I'm Jennifer Norton. And I'm Paola Castro, and it is our joy to bring to you these wisdom teachings. Have you ever met someone and instantly knew that you'd known them for eternity? And that this is just one of infinite lives you've shared. <laughs> I have. And I can attest to just how beautiful, how life-altering and life-enhancing and life-affirming it is to reunite with a soul sibling such as is our guest today. This individual, oh, I love her so much. She is constantly nurturing the emergence of her creative expression. I so admire her. This is someone who is incessantly available to the possibility of joyful transformation. I love this light being, and I'm thrilled she's with us today. Hmm. She is an incredibly accomplished teacher and creator. Our guest contributes to the betterment of so many lives. And within a variety of age groups, she serves children, just as she serves adults. Her range is massive. This is a person that serves the entire species with her gifts. Ashley Etty describes herself as a published author, a content creator, and a community builder. And we at Peace Teachings know her as so much more than these roles. She's a master Reiki healer, a certified public speaker, a Jigong meditation expert, a certified storyteller, just to name a few of her credentials. And we will uncover more of her talents and gifts in our conversation with Ashley. Yeah, so let's get into it. This is a great honor for me to introduce you all to my beloved and adored sister, a piece of my eternal heart. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners, I present to you the magnificently wise and wonderful Asli Eti. Yay, we're so happy to have you here, sister. Welcome. Thank you. I thank you for this great introduction. I feel so honored, also humbled, and also found myself thinking about all my journey up until now. Um, so I uh, thank you for that. I feel very honored and very happy to be here already feeling great. Thank you. Thank you. You're so very welcome. It is truly our pleasure to have you here. Now, sister, there's a lot to share about you. Um, you you really, as, as we described in our intro, you are so dynamic and versatile and you've got so many skills. So let's jump in and uh, let's talk about your writing. Let's talk about your journey and where writing has taken you. Um, let's dive into what you refer to as the heart of story. Can you tell us what that is? And share with us a little bit about your writing journey. Thank you. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's a, it, it's the journey of my uh, whole life. So um, I don't know where to even start, but um, writing was in me as long as I can remember. When I was a little girl, I always had this uh, dream and vision of writing. And now looking back, I know that it was because I was kind of a lonely and introverted child and um, expressing myself in public and also even in my closest circle um, was a challenge to be honest and I always you know you know the 
the girl who always sits in the back with a book, reading a book, even at dinners or, you know, some other places. I was that girl. And when you read that much, you, without knowing, without the awareness back then, you travel to other worlds and you begin to connect to yourself in some magical ways that you cannot find in real life. So that's how, um, really in quotes, that's how my journey began. I didn't know it back then, but looking back now, I knew, I know that I always wanted to find the magical underneath the seemingly mundane or what's not visible around, uh, this common flow of daily life. I was always intrigued and interested in finding other worlds and traveling into other realities and all of that. But, you know, this this passion of writing took so long to just uh, start really in my life. And I waited and waited and waited for years and years and working in, in the corporate world as well and postponing a dream for uh, more than probably two decades, I can say that. But, you know, um, professionally, 15 years, because I did not have the courage to just uh, start doing it. And what goes hand in hand with that is my history of um, post-trauma, depression, and anxiety, and panic attacks that I um, really suffered from for so long, more than a decade. So when at some point my healing journey began, I was finally, I think, conscious enough to at least intuitively know how to turn within and uh, start on my inner journey. That's also when my writing journey began. It was a pivotal point in my life where I just quit and left everything. And then started on a whole new, uh, whole new journey, which was an inner journey. And in the outer world, it seemed like a writing journey. I didn't know that the two were going hand in hand. But um, what I've learned is writing had this incredible healing power. And the inner work, the inner journey I was on was so essential to be able to write because um, you cannot write from a disconnect. You know, if you really want to write and do it professionally and even not professionally, if you really want to express yourself, your truth from the core, from the heart, as much as you can, it requires a level of connection with self, a connection to be nurtured and nurtured and nourished. And it doesn't happen, of course over time or in 21 days or it's nothing like that but it's a journey of years but it uh the two went hand in hand to just bring me uh, where i am today so um this is how it began and the fact that i was an introvert maybe kicked off the journey and then this deep deep need to be able to connect to myself and feel myself again and feel life again, took me on the inner journey, writing, cultivated it, the inner journey cultivated writing, it just became one. So, Mm. 
Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And I would love for you to uh, go a little deeper into how writing can have healing um, within it. Um, What about writing um, brings that healing power to our, what I like to refer as, um, what was his name? Joseph Campbell, the hero's journey. We're all in our Mm -hmm. own hero's journey. And what is the role of of writing? And also uh, how it allows us to find our voice, Uh, especially in this day and age when, you know, we're kind of looking, especially in social media, looking what everyone is doing. But in in the distraction is so big that it's what the, the question is, what is my voice? So I guess it's two questions mm-hmm. in one about this healing power of writing and how it allows us to find our voice. Okay, so um, this also uh, brings us to a part of the first question Jen also asked, what is this heart of writing, heart of story? So, uh, you know, first let me say a few things on that. You know, this journey has been taking me to the heart of my own story, which was a deep, deep need of um, connection. And that connection had to be nurtured within me um, before anything else, anything outside or any situations or relationships or any any conditions. And uh, how writing helped me with that is that was my way of expressing myself. That was the medium for me to really learn to be with myself and feel safe. No one to judge, no one to criticize, just being me, myself and I tapping into a truth that was so needed to express itself through me, uh, if that makes sense. Because, um, you know, some people draw, some people sing, some people speak and dance, or, you know, there are so many ways to do that. You can cook or you can, you know, you can do a million things. But um, people like me are challenged to first to understand what's going on inside and then uh, have the courage to express it. So writing is a therapeutic um, medium that allows you to just be with yourself in your own safe space. So that was the only medium for me to bring it out, to start bringing it out actually. And I had no other way. Mm. And speaking came much, much, much uh, later. For the first three decades of my life, I would not speak, even if you gave me a million dollars or something. It was impossible for me. I was so tense and so fearful about it. And also I did not have the words. So um, finding your voice is, you know, such a common term, but uh, in my story, it has a very specific meaning and I have a very specific story around it. Uh, Let me tell you the story very shortly so I'll be able to make my point better. Okay. Um, When I was working in advertising in the the corporate world, 
I was writing, I was trying, you know, I didn't have much time because advertising is very demanding, but I was writing and I had some short stories and every once in a while a story was published in a literary magazine or even a well, you know, uh, well-known magazines, but you know, it was short stories for grown-ups and it had a tone and it had kind of a style but I was not writing from the inside. I'm going to explain a little bit more what does that mean. And years passed by, and I finally had the courage to quit the job and really sat down, okay, now it's time. I'm going to sit down and write a book. I wanted to write a novel. Uh, my, my favorite uh, medium is fiction and novels. So I sat down. And for the first time in my life, really could let go uh, to an extent and set myself free. And what happened is I realized um, I, I, I would write a novel for grown-ups. I had some topic in mind. But when I started on the third page or something, I realized that I was writing a children's novel. And I was very shocked and surprised because it was not planned. And also, other than that, it was totally a different voice. Some tone that I have never seen before or never written before. It was more like kind of a fairy tale um, uh, energy around it. And it was more like... Poetic. I never used to write like that. I was like, what is this? And what am I writing? And I said, okay, whatever. I'm just going to write because this is coming through me. And I already know the whole story. So it was coming through me. I just wrote it in three weeks, which is, I think, a very short period of time for a debut novel. And ever since that day, I'm always writing that kind of stories or novels with that tone of voice and with the same elements and none of them, none of them were planned. No strategy, no preparation, nothing. It's just coming out. And it's been seven years uh, since this happened. And just this year, very new, it's very new, a very dear friend of mine, um called anna reflected back to me something we were having some you know chats and conversations she's a dear friend and uh, we were deep diving into what we are writing about and why we are writing about and she reflected back to me the fact that i am um expressing my shadow child and wow, you know that, that yeah mm. that was a big revelation for me actually yes i know that i'm writing for children it's a children child's voice and you know i knew but when someone reflected it back to me okay i said oh all right you know we have the shadow child and the light child she calls it that so i call it the same way and what has been happening was my shadow child and the light child who have been really lonely and not been speaking and not been expressing themselves. You know, the parts of us, we all have those aspects in us, like the parts of us that 
felt lonely, not understood, maybe not lovable or angry and couldn't express all of that had been expressing itself through me. So I said, okay, that's what I'm doing. That gave me a whole new sense of purpose. So when we say finding our voice, it's not going to happen overnight, but when, when we really practice it and connect and really begin to, you know, put words on the paper, we don't even need to do anything. You know, what comes through us and what's meant to come through us, what needs to come through us, I think begins to come onto the paper. That's why we don't do it with the mind. We need connection to be able to do that. And the meditation, mindfulness, all the healing modalities I have been um, practicing made it possible. That's how I see that connection. Without them, I wouldn't be able to uh, cultivate that connection. Wow, that's pretty cool. So it, it's an emergence. It, it, it emerges. Absolutely. The, the more connected with yourself. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. I'm sure our listeners are really uh, taking that in. Thank you. Thank yes, you. yes. And I think a lot of people can relate to anxiety around public speaking. And I think just as many humans would be super self-critical around their writing. And I love what you're talking about, Asli, that we're, what, you're, what you're guiding people and coaching people towards and what you've learned first person and now share with others is this connectedness, this connection with self and establishing that relationship. And it sounds and feels like a really playful invitation. It feels oh, yeah. creative and therapeutic. And I and I want to I want to get you to talk a little bit about the lack of importance of grammar in a in a in a self uh, in in establishing that relationship with self. That you know all that perfection and perfectionism and all those ideas about what is writing supposed to look like or what is public speaking supposed to look like that all of that is intellectual and will shut down the creative process and mm -hmm. i'm imagining i don't know this for sure but i'm imagining when you coach people through accessing their own voice if i could if i could say it that mm -hmm, way mm -hmm. i imagine you you also encourage them to not get hung up on grammar or punctuation or perfect sentence structure or any of that stuff that this is something much deeper than that yes yes is that true and yes. what would you want someone who's terrified of writing like let's <laughs> say they have the fear that many humans have of public speaking but they have it towards writing perhaps a teacher ridiculed them or perhaps they had a, an experience when they were younger you can't write was tattooed on their forehead what do you want them to know about what you know about writing okay okay, okay so Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right um let me first talk about the writing part and then maybe we could touch on the the public speaking part as well but you know as you brilliantly said it's all about uh the creativity itself and everyone has that everyone is born as a creative genius we are all souls here to thrive and you know to shine and it's just easier when we are a child and it gets a little tough when we grow up because the world uh, begins to make us feel constricted and you know that that's how I felt and um, to just reawaken that all we need to do is not not try to do anything and I, I will try to explain it better because the the feelings the impressions um, 
the state of being and how we see the world and how we felt about the world, everything that we've lived, everything that we've felt is already inside. And when we try to write, when we try to strategize, bring everything together with the mind, it's like, um, I think it's Ray Bradbury, one of the iconic uh, authors, describe it like this. Imagine you have a flower or a fruit. It's a beautiful thing in your hand with the color and the taste and the beauty and the, you know, the soul, everything. And when you begin to analyze and strategize and try to make it something and just put it in a box, you just squeeze it. It's like squeezing that. I know it's ruined. You cannot uh, do that to a creative idea or to a muse or a beautiful, delicate feeling in you that wants to express itself through you. You just need to be very delicate with that. Just hold it very slowly and smoothly and nicely and kindly and let it come out of you. And what I guide people into is just relax first. And sometimes we meditate together. Sometimes we breathe together and get back to the present moment and uh, tune into our feelings, tune in to now, this moment, so that the strategies, the mind and the fears and all of that can just fade away at least a little. And then I guide them into writing just freely and automatically um, whatever that we're doing at that moment, be it an emotion or an impression or a memory or a feeling tone, or maybe sometimes it's a theme, like it's sometimes it's gratitude or love or, you know, anything that we are working on, we do nothing with the mind. Mind is a great servant to so structure it after it comes through us. And all the great authors and writers also write this way. And um, there is nothing to learn or use, I think, uh, apart from what we already have inside. And then comes the mastery of uh, the mastery of putting it together, not even uh, right after writing it, but you know, after you put everything out and express it all with all of its truth as much as you can and then you tailor it you know so i never teach people how to make a plot outline or things like that we just meditate and you know we just know what we're doing there's an intention on or there's a concept or there's a message that we want to give out to the world and then it writes itself out and then there are some little tools to tailor it because that takes a little mastery, you know, to make it coherent. But first, creativity, intuition and free expression, um, because it comes like downloaded through us from higher intelligence or higher self or God or universe or divine intelligence, whatever we call it. And then we just tailor it. We are just the vessel. Uh, that's what I teach and the, you know 
the fear of not doing it well, you know, not having enough grammar knowledge or these things are so on the side, you know, uh, uh, the truth of a person or soul, I think it's just one and unique and authentic because, you know, it's just yours or it's just mine and no one else has it. No one else can say it the way you say it. So it's important that it comes out and then the tailoring. It can also be fun, you know. Uh, tailoring can also be fun, but first, uh, the expression. That's healing. That's healing. Something that hasn't been heard up until now. Something that was hiding. I even know what I'm going to write. I never know what I'm going to write. I just have a very wide frame of, like, there is a girl and this is the story. And But other than that, I have no idea what I'm going to write. I tune in and sit down and uh, things happen. That's what I would say. Wow. Wonderful. Thank you for guiding us into what you do with um, the people that, you know, you guide. Um, I think, you know, as you're speaking, I am, I'm, I feel inspired to go and write some more and every <laughs> story um, of being um uh, a, a shy, you didn't say shy, but that's what I like an introverted kid. Uh, as a child, I know I had so much to say, but I didn't feel safe to say it. And I remember having my little journals and kind of writing there. Um, but having that um, venue to express to heal, what a wonderful thing that you found at a very young age. What a wonderful thing. And thank you for guiding now adults to do the same. <laughs> so the other thing uh, we wanted to ask you is about storytelling uh, applied for self-healing. Um, what would you like the world to know about the value of stories? And how do your teachings help individuals uh, to use stories in a self-healing uh, way yeah um i think we are made up made of stories everything is a story this lifetime um is a story that i consciously and also unconsciously and subconsciously form and i live it so um you know the story is basically us and there is the protective strategies and protective personality, the ego in it. And um, whatever we shape, we live it. So I have been reading a lot about, also doing a lot of research about how to use storytelling for, for healing purposes. And, you know, there is some very significant, very significant um, discoveries on this in the last two decades, not very old. It's contemporary research that says that first the story changes and then the person shifts. And this is um, not just for writing courses. And this is very uh, deep trauma healing and also healing of conditions like schizophrenia and chronic depression and things like that. Very deep uh, research. So, you know, um, knowing that and um, diving into all that has been made uh, 
and learned and discovered in that area, we can say that it's all about reframing. Reframing is the gateway to self-healing. It can be through the spoken word, it can be, and it's mostly through the written word. You go into your own story and you reframe it in a way that it becomes the truest version because our mind uh, manipulates us and our minds fool us in so many ways. There are so many strategies and so many false beliefs and so many limiting beliefs and we believe in them. They are all shaped until the age of eight and we're done you know it's it's a perception of a personality then we continue living that and reframing means dive into one of your life areas or one of your stories or even a traumatic area that you have been you know uh, playing again and again and again in your mind so living it in your life you look at it from a new lens and you look at it with or as the wisest version of yourself right now the consciousness level that you're in right now looking back and reframe that story probably it's a shame story or a self-blame story or um something that maybe a resentment around resentment i don't know you look look into that and see the gold in there and um, discover what has taught you and acknowledge where it has taken you and who you have become thanks to that story. You know, all of these positive assets, there are so many ways to do that. And um, the best and most um, healing, effective way would be turning a victim story into a personal agency story. Something you call yourself a victim for is actually a great way to regain your power and make it a story of personal agency. Look where I am today. Look how much I have accomplished and where I've come. And it just, you know, shifts your outlook on life, your perspective towards yourself, towards your life. And it's not about fooling yourself. It's just about looking back from the consciousness level that you're in right now today and just correct the, the, the you know, uh, the misperception about all that has happened. And um, then you have this amazing, amazing uh, journey into becoming a much stronger version of yourself, you know, a powerful version of yourself with so many accomplishments, all of these seeming failures took you somewhere else and then it shifts also in your perception and then the person shifts. So this is how you write a personal narrative in a healing way, for example. Uh, one of the things I try to guide uh, people into and uh, when it's done, really like, with commitment um it is a very transformational uh tool i can say i'd like to chime in right now just being the benefactor of having both of you women in my heart and in my daily life i've definitely <laughs> benefited 
from our friendships. And I want to share, there was a story that Paola heard me tell about two weeks ago, and I brought it to Osley as well. And it was about an event in my life when I was about seven, something that I had done that I had severely judged myself about at the age of seven. And it just stayed fixed in my mind. And then I totally forgot about it. Totally forgot about it. It was just a harsh judgment that I placed on little me and then buried it. It was just a fact about Jennifer going forward for the rest of my life, right? So the memory comes up a few weeks ago, brought on by an event in my adult life, my current life. And you two are two individuals that I shared what I was what I was struggling with. I said, here comes this story. And, you know, I got to share it with both of you. And you just loved me through it. So one thing I want to say is I'm so grateful to be on Earth at the same time as you. And I want to encourage our listeners to, to, to just take a moment to understand that the beauty of reflection, of, of, of having community, of having friends, of sharing what you think are aspects of yourself that, that perhaps as Asli's describing, you've judged so harshly and unfairly from a limited perspective of a seven-year-old, for example, in my case, right? So Asli, when I told you the story, you answered me immediately and this is a very brief example of what you just described. You you reframed the story in a way that it became very funny and where little me was an agent for myself, had advocated for myself and had done absolutely nothing wrong. And yet, until you made that suggestion, I did not have access to that possibility. It had it had engraved a neurological pathway and then just sat there. So Having said that, one thing that we'd love to uh, ask our guests about is their current practices and, and brief, portable, applicable, we call it in-your-pocket practice or a go-to practice. So what I'm going to ask you for, sister, if you're, if you're willing and if something comes up organically, is I'd love for you to share with us a current practice, a portable go-to practice that you've got with you that you're finding very useful currently and that you might be able to guide our listeners through or um, just share with us in any in any way that you see fit. Is that a possibility? Is, is something coming up that you could that you could share with us? Uh, yes. Yeah, there are there are so many tools I have been using. And uh, but, you know, the one that I'm using lately, most recently, I can talk about it shortly. And um before I talk about it, I, I can say that, you know, I use it to, I use it for two purposes. One, to ignite imagination. And second is um, healing and deep connection with self. So they go hand in hand. You know, I, I think it was James Joyce. Yes, he says that, um, Okay, let me remember it properly. He says that uh, imagination is work of memory. So what he means by this is we all have a huge and limitless storage of memories and impressions and feelings and, you know, uh, the tastes of emotions all through life. And we can also call it the subconscious. So this is where we um, tune in to really tune into ourselves and write with our own voice from a truthful place. I call it a truthful place. A truthful place for me can be a little bit 
challenging and darker, but you know, it's a truthful place where everything real about me resides. I tune into that. And um, also it brings up so many things that I have forgotten. So many moments, so many memories, sometimes not the memories itself, but feelings, incredible feelings from my childhood. Sometimes the visuals are not very clear, but the feeling is very intense. So um, that's how I tune into myself. And what I do is um, I close my eyes and begin to turn within and slow down and um, feel my breath for a few seconds and um, tune into my body. Just recognize my body, my feet, soles of my feet, and the place that I'm sitting on, and the sensations in my body, and I just begin to connect to myself. And then feel my breath for a few more seconds. And then I ask myself, what am I feeling right now? What is it calling me right now to recognize or to acknowledge within me what's happening in my inner world right now? And then I allow myself to tune into that feeling or emotion. Not thinking about anything, just pure feeling. I try to capture the pure feeling. And I feel it. And after feeling it for a while, I allow myself to have a fun travel. Even it's not a very easy feeling. The travel is so beyond time and space that it might take me to impressions. It might take me to little images or little moments. And um, recently I am having a lot of travels to my childhood for some reason. I mean, I know why, but you know, that's another story. So I let that happen. And I just witness it. Just a loving and um, conscious witness. And then finally I ask myself, um, what do you want me to know? Or what do you want me to understand? Or what are you telling me? Just very simple questions, not analyzing anything or not strategizing about anything, just a question, asking a question and letting it go. Sometimes there's an answer, sometimes there is no answer. And then I slowly bring myself back to um, the place that I'm in, open my eyes, and without any any distraction, I begin to immediately write, just automatically, automatic writing, and just pour onto the paper what's coming through me at that moment. It can be images, it can be feelings. Sometimes it's a dialogue. Sometimes someone says something to me and, uh, and a dialogue begins, for example. And um, from the feeling and the emotion, this whole traveling and this beautiful a journey of connection and going a little deeper and looking at it amazing things come up i mean imagination is so wild you know 
um, it can be anything from a tiny little moment I have forgotten in my childhood or um, same emotion coming up in my life several times. I realize that when I'm writing it, for example, something when happened when I was a child and then when I was a teenager and then when I was at the advertising agent, sometimes I realize that pattern, you know, emotions have stories. They are stories more than they have stories. They are stories. So I discover the story of the emotion, write it freely. And uh, 90% of the time I use it in a story or a book because it's very valid and it's coming uh, from my within. So this is one thing I do, for example, when I want to ignite my imagination, when I want to write from a true place. Sometimes I do it just, you know, without any intention even. And sometimes I, uh, for example, if I'm frustrated, I, I go into that. You know, I go into that frustration, sit with it and discover its story. They all have stories to tell us. So this is one one little practice. That's beautiful. That is really powerful. I can see first you ask yourself to tune in with your emotional body. You travel to what that emotion, you know, you said emotions are stories. So what's the story behind it? And and then write freely about it, or what do I need to know? Uh, and and with the context that you gave us before of also reframing it, you know, now from this advantage point, from this uh, this vantage point, of, from this point of view that I have now with my wisdom today, uh, what do I know? I, I love it. So I'm just echoing that. It's so beautiful. What a beautiful practice. I almost want to like go after this and, and do it. <laughs> Myself. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. So uh thank you, Ashley, for that powerful um you know, go to practice. I would love for you to tell us what are you up to these days, what are your projects, how can we find you? We know that you have an application called Nawanda. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, about a book that is translated into English so that people can go look it up and also everything that is coming up for the English speaking uh, community. Okay, sure. Uh, sure. First of all, about Noanda. Noanda is a mindfulness-based uh, app focused around um, also parenting, conscious parenting. And Noanda is um, like a coming together of the two journeys I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, the healing journey and the storytelling journey. So they came together and Noanda has meditations in it and stories in it for, for grown-ups and children. So basically I write meditations for Noanda. I write stories for Noanda. So it's basically everything that I have been doing. Uh, in the in the last decade to heal myself and also go on my path. Um, so um, and it is this year went uh, global. So I can I can share a link so that people can um, know where to find it and how to how to reach it and how to download it. Um, my book, which is in English. Just right now, only one of my books is in English. And for this year, 
it is um, one of my goals to just go more international and uh, make the other books and the new book also more approachable to everyone. Um, the one that is already in English is on Amazon. And it's also uh, reachable from anywhere uh, in the world. So I, I can also share uh, with you that. And as I said, this year and um, 2024 as well will be and is for me the years of um, opening up um, beyond the borders of Turkey, Turkey and um, going a bit more international because, you know, in the communities, that I am together with, it's already international and it's already global, but just the books and writings are more more in Turkish. So um, what I have began to do is I have two initiatives. One is called the Global Writing Network, which I am building with two other amazing friends who are into writing and uh, into several healing modalities and uh, personal development. It is launched uh, very recently and it's going to be growing and building up. It's a space for um, writers from all parts of the world to just connect and to make themselves accountable and to practice uh, different forms of writing and learn from each other and also connect with each other in a safe space so that they can share experience. I think community power is um, very precious. We cannot do everything alone. When we connect, we reflect back each other and it's like a hall of mirrors and it makes the transformation very powerful. And the second initiative, hopefully, very gratefully, uh, I'm almost about to launch is a Patreon community for uh, international writers where we can practice two aspects of writing together. I mean, the two are the same, but, you know, to just make a point, we can, uh, I can talk as if they are two different things. One is creative writing, fiction writing and novel writing, basically. And the other is writing for self-awareness and all the tools uh, that are um, effective and powerful to make writing a therapeutic act and an uh, act of healing. Just like this very little practice I just shared practices like that and you know um some practices that can allow us to connect deeper uh in in so many ways so um that is also about to be launched and be hopefully built um in the months to come so uh, these are the two things so as you can see i'm in a phase of building new things <laughs> it was all in my homeland up until now um mostly but now i just want to make it more expansive so that's what i'm doing i'd like to add to the conversation that there are things about asli that we haven't even skimmed or touched on um for example just to say briefly asli is a national treasure in turkey she's going to say she's not <laughs> but she is <laughs> and she's a, a massive part of the of the scholastic um, education system. Her books, those that are published in Turkish, are highly valued in uh, her mother tongue, and I can't wait for them to be written and shared in English. We will include the Amazon link to the book that's written in English. We're going to include the Nawanda app, which is the conscious parenting and mindful mind, mindful family loving app. 
This is available globally. We're going to include any kind of information, sister, that you want to share about your writer's network and about your Patreon. And still, I say, we've just skimmed the surface of your magnificence. So this is a standing invitation for you to return. Hey, even as soon as when you launch the Patreon page of a community, if you mm -hmm. want to come back and share with our readers, our listeners about that, or just anything, come back. You're more than welcome. This is a safe space and a home Thank for you, you. your family. We are family. And, um, and we're just really excited to support you and to share you with our listeners, sisters. So this is an open invitation. I would love to. I would love to. I, thank you for, for saying that. Thank you. Because, you know, writing is a whole limitless universe. There are a million things to talk about. And for me, it's an endless story. Yeah. And there are so many practices and so many ways and so many beautiful aspects that are healing and that cultivate deeper awareness and that also connect us, you know, at heart level, make us feel, you know, that's also a very important, precious aspect for me. One of the main reasons that I'm writing just to feel myself and the others and life and, you know, cultivate that. And, you know, there are a million things I can talk about. So thank you. Thank you for the invitation. I would love to be back. Yeah. Mm. Thank you for being with us today. I'm so grateful of how unique this conversation has been. Um, this beautiful tool of writing, journaling, um, creative, you know, ways of expressing ourselves. I think it's it's very needed in the world, and it's an avenue that a lot of people will resonate with. Uh, I know I can feel it. It's resonating with me. So thank you for sharing all that you shared today with us. Thank you so much, Paul. I really appreciate uh, having me here today and um, giving me the opportunity to share what's in my heart with the people. Maybe a sentence or two can support someone or, you know, can inspire. We all need that. I needed it for years. I know that, you know, a little word can be of help. So thank you for, for the opportunity. And I really enjoyed it. And I loved our, every moment of it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We thank all of our listeners. Please share this uh, episode, like it, and yeah, we'll see you on our next episode. Have a beautiful, bright day, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Peace to all. This has been a peace teaching. Thank you for being an active listener in this sacred conversation. We love you. We appreciate you. And we bless your life. Peace be with you.